Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. I mean, welcome to the very first episode of Said, Said, Tears of a Cancer. We are here, y'all. We are here. It is finally time for the very first episode. If you guys haven't already guessed by the title, today's episode is going to be a simple yet inquisitive conversation about homophobia, its effects on the communities in which it affects, things that we can do to maybe combat it. Now, before we get started, I just want to give a shout out to every member of the LGBTQ plus community. It takes a lot of balls to be able to live life on your own terms, to live life as your authentic self, and to frankly be a bad bitch while doing it. And that is something that all members of the community have seemed to master. And I love us for it. If no one has told you guys today, let me be the first to say I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. My brothers and sisters in communityhood, we got this. We will keep fighting until the fight is no longer needed to be fought. And that is on Mary had a little lamb. She had a farm, she had a cane, and everything else. (laughs) Now, I want to start this off by giving a basic definition of what homophobia even means. Now, according to the dictionary, homophobia is the dislike or prejudice against homosexuals. Now, if you flip that... And look up the definition for heterophobia. It says that heterophobia is the irrational fear, aversion to, or dislike against heterosexual people. And that right there is exactly where the problem lies. Here we have two very similar words with two extremely different definitions. Now, you could break it down and say, basically, homophobes don't like homos, heterophobes don't like heteros, but it goes much deeper than that. If you break down the word homophobia and break it down into the two main parts, which would be homo and then phobia. Homo originates from the word homo sapien. If you are into science and evolution and all those kind of things, then you know homo sapiens is a, well, homo sapien is a word used to describe human beings of the early world when, you know, we didn't have all the stuff that we have now. Now, on the flip side of that is the word phobia. Anybody, well, anybody knows and everybody knows that a phobia is a fear of. You have arachnophobia and things of that nature, which for those who don't know, arachnophobia is the fear of spiders. So when you mash those two words together at just the basic level without adding any opinions or any context to the words, you get 
the fear of humans. How in the hell can one human being be afraid of another human being for simply being a human being? That makes absolutely no sense. So when you look up the word and you try to add a little bit of contents to it, which I'm assuming the people who wrote this definition did, you then get this bullshit, for lack of a better term, of a definition that really still does not explain why or what homophobia is or what why people seem to be homophobic. The prejudice to or dislike, oh, I'm sorry, the dislike or prejudice against homosexuals. Why in the world do you, a straight man or straight woman, dislike me, a gay man, for simply me being gay? Why are you being prejudiced towards me because of something that I truly don't feel as though I can control? There has been the age-old argument that being gay is a choice, being trans is a choice, being bisexual is a choice, being pansexual is a choice. But in all reality, sexuality is something that is very much... Something that is discovered very early on in life. If you look at it from a perspective of a straight person, growing up straight, you don't question the fact that you like a girl. As a straight man, there is no question of you liking a girl. There's no particular reason why you feel like you like a girl. You just know that when you see a girl that is in your attractive radar or that you deem attractive, or maybe you don't even deem attractive. Maybe it's just the fact that she's a female and identifies as a female that attracts you to her. I don't know. To each his own. But you just know that naturally that is who you are attracted to. It's literally the same thing with being gay. There is no particular rhyme or reason why I like men. There is no added trauma. There is no sad, sad backstory about why it is that I like members of the same sex. It just is what it is. I cannot tell you how many times I've personally gotten questioned on my sexuality And flipped the question back on the person asking me the question and got a very puzzled look or a very dumb look that tells me that you asked me a question that you knew was stupid to begin with. How can you ask me, well, if you've never been with a female, how do you know that you don't like females? And then when I ask you, well, how do you know you don't like a man if you've never been with a man? And you can't give me an answer. There's no way in the world that you can then at that moment think, oh, this was an okay question to ask. Because I'm sure as a straight man, you're going to now feel some kind of way that I questioned whether you did something with a man. Because for some reason, some, not all, but some straight men seem to get real bent out of shape. When you question whether or not they like women. 
I don't get it. I don't understand why that is. If somebody was to question my validity as a gay person, meaning if somebody was to question whether I was really gay or not, it really wouldn't bother me, to be honest. I mean, I know what I am at the end of the day. The people who I choose to have in my circle know what I am. At the end of the day, the people who I lay down in bed with knows who I am at the end of the day. And currently, the person that I lay down in the bed with knows what I am. So you question whether or not I'm really gay or question whether or not this is just a phase I'm going through is really irrelevant to me. Therefore, it doesn't bother me. However, if I'm to question your manhood, quote unquote, or if I was to question whether you truly can be considered straight because you've never been with a man, all of a sudden, it is now the worst thing in the world. And most times when I talk to straight females, their response is, oh, well, you have to understand that as a man. You have to understand that as a straight man. No. What they need to understand is that the same way you expect me to have a certain level of respect for you because you're a man is the same way you need to have that certain level of respect for me because I am a man. Despite who I'm sleeping with at the end of the day, when I wake up in the morning and I put my clothes on, I'm a man. For you to feel as though you can ask me certain questions but feel a kind of way when I ask you certain questions or for you to have people give the excuse that because you're a straight man or because you know, you're know you a regular man that you somehow are able to have this this power over me that you can just ask me whatever you feel as though you can ask me and I cannot ask the same is very, very problematic to me. Don't ask a question to me that you wouldn't want me to ask to you. It is very simple. Homophobia in most cases is not really homophobia. Nobody's scared of gay people. Nobody in the world is scared of gay people. There's nothing gay people do that would make a scary people, somebody that you got to hide the kids, hide the wives, hide the husbands, the moms, and everything else, the gays is coming to town. We as a community are constantly under attack, almost in the same way the black community is constantly under attack. Now, I know to some that may be very controversial, but for me, that is the life experience that I live. And you cannot take that from me and you cannot take that away from any other member of my community. That is literally the life that we live. You guys still are culture the same way um, the people who came to this land and stole from this land did. You not only steal the culture, but you glorify the culture. So you take our vocabulary, you take our mannerisms, you take Pretty much everything from our lifestyle, the opulence, the gaudiness, the over-the-topness, the look at me, see me, hear me, feel me of it all, the fantasy of it all, and you apply it to your straight lives. The only thing you have not adapted is the fact that you don't sleep with members of the same sex as you. Other than that, everything else that you do is mimicked in some way, shape, or form after the gay community. Trans women, specifically black trans women, is the reason for a lot of important cultural moments, period. Within pop culture, within musical culture, 
within life culture in general. All things at some form of element come back to voguing, come back to ballroom. You pushed us all away, pretty much told us that y'all don't want us around, y'all don't want us near you, y'all want us to, you know, go somewhere and, and do our own thing by ourselves. We do just that. We go, we make this fabulous scene where we all can go and feel accepted and feel heard and feel loved and be our authentic selves. From what I know of Ballroom and from the history and, you know, the different documentary that I have seen on Ballroom, Ballroom was not a hidden thing. It was always there. So you come and pretend, you very much Christopher Columbus-esque, you come and pretend to find our culture and you bring it to the mainstream but you don't want to give us credit for it. You sit there and you bash us for being us and then turn around and want to be us. It makes no sense. You talk about how you can't stand faggots. And disclaimer, I use a lot of derogatory terminologies in this um, in this episode. So just know it is not me to be offensive it is just me to get a certain point across so i do want to give this disclaimer and apologize to anyone who may be offended in the you know after hearing this however it is neat i feel as though it is needed to get the point across but you say oh i can't stand those faggots i can't stand those gibs they get on my nerves i'll kill a faggot just because he looked at me i'll do this i'll beat a faggot up i'll beat a this up i'll do that i'll do this but then the minute you get a couple stacks you run to my counterparts in my community and buy up all their fashions. Majority of the older Italian fashion brands that you guys love to wear are gay men. I don't know if that was known to you guys, but all these people who you flock to want to be a part of, the Versace's, the Gucci's, the the Christian Louboutins, all those people are gay men. The fashion industry is dominated by gay men. Yet and still, straight people who continue to bash, make fun of, and belittle gay culture run to wear these gay men's names. Please, somebody, make it make sense. I'm not talking about my straight people who who let people do them and want to wear fashion and are not judgmental. No, this is not for you guys. These are for the niggas and the bitches who constantly are using slurs like faggot, homo, gip, tranny, all, all those kind of things confused, not gay, fake gay, gay for pay, all those weird things that they like to throw against us as weapons and then flock to be our culture. Even if you look at the language, coin, honey, yes, cunty, um, fabulous, over, giving, it's giving, it's the, uh, all those terms are rooted in gay culture. You go down the street and you run into a group of gays and you listen to them talk. It is literally like they're talking. We're talking a different language. It's literally like 
a whole different code and you guys have stolen it from us. And I can't say you adapted to it because you guys act as if we didn't even, you act as if it had nothing to do with us. I hear niggas talking about some, yeah, because I got to go get these coins. That's a gay term. That comes from the queen saying, yes, honey, because y'all got to go to the club and work and get these coins. Y'all take it and then y'all try to butch it up to make it suit your purpose when it will always be rooted in homosexuality. Y'all constantly want to use religion and this and that as a reason to condemn what we do. But yet and still, you take what we do, make it your own, and try to do it better. And I do mean try, because most of the time you do not succeed. Gay people are the culture. Let me say that again. Gay people, gay people of color, black gay people. And when I say gay, I'm referring to the whole umbrella right at, right at this particular second. The LGBTQ plus community is the culture what we do is always trending first what we be on always is trending first and you come behind it and try to do it and try to make it your own and it will never be the same it is never as fab it is never as put together some of the best seamstress some of the best artists some of the best woodworkers some of the most creative people in this world who are responsible for some of the most iconic moments in history not just pop culture in history are gay yet and still we are discriminated against on a level that is sickening sickening i could literally be walking my little gas down the street having the time of my life and all of a sudden someone will have something to say about me being gay somebody will have something to feel about me being gay and what's crazy is with as much bullshit that we get as gay and lesbian and bisexual people my trans brothers and sisters are losing their lives at a horrific rate and for what what problem is taking a trans person's life taking a gay person's life taking a lesbian person's life a bisexual person's life what problem is that solving that is the direct effect of homophobia men especially you don't really hear too many gay hate crime coming from a woman not to say that it doesn't happen but most gay bisexual lesbian transgender hate crimes come from cisgendered men cisgendered straight air quotation mark men when it comes to trans i want you guys to stop being fooled by the narrative that i did this because i felt tricked i did this because they were trying to play with me i did this for x amount of reason it is very hard for me to believe that certain people don't know what they're getting themselves into when they are talking to these trans women and they are going on these dates with these trans women and they are paying these trans women. I'm not sure the exact number, but I'm almost certain sex work is a multi-million dollar industry. Most trans women and men that you know are into sex work. Not all, but most are into sex work 
Because men love the fantasy. They get the best of both worlds. They get a woman and then they get to have, you know, for those who are, you know, and I, I don't want to go into that because it's never appropriate to talk about what's between somebody's leg. But for those who have not had the bottom surgery and shit, even for those who have had the bottom surgery, there is a certain fantasy that comes with, oh, I, I've been with a trans woman. And that fantasy is always ended once it is found out that a person is into a trans woman. If you look at the situation, I forget the young man's name, but this literally happened like two weeks ago, three weeks ago almost, where this guy, he was, he was like, has an OnlyFans or something like that. And he, um, what did he do? He w- did a, a OnlyFans video with a trans woman. And out of nowhere, people was bashing him. He said he was getting death threats. Niggas was doing this and doing that. And, you know, in his case, he reacted well. But in so many cases like his, men can't handle the pressure. They can't handle somebody calling them on something they really don't have the right calling them on. But they can't handle it. So what do they do? They go and they kill the trans woman. They go and take her life because they couldn't handle the pressure of being them authentic self. They could not handle the pressure of living life through their truth, living in their truth. They've been called out, oh, bro, you you, you mess with a tranny, that's, that's OP, da 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 Now, you feel some kind of way. Well, I ain't know, bro. I ain't know. They tricked me. They tricked me. I gotta go kill that nigga. da 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 And even that, it's like whenever, whenever a man refers to a trans woman, trans man, well, mostly trans women, after it's been exposed air quotation, that they are trans is always, oh, man, I got killed that nigga. That's fucked up. That nigga out here lying. Why does all of a sudden they become a man when your thirsty ass believed in all the womanhood that they were serving to you when you were talking to them? I can guarantee if we really do a, a thorough, and I do mean thorough, meaning checking text messages, Facebook, DMs, Instagrams, Twitters, on some of these cases where these men have killed these trans women, I can almost guarantee that the story that has been told and pushed and and to the forefront ain't the real story. And that's a conversation that the people aren't ready for. It's just very beyond me that people have the audacity, the nerve, the gumption, the goal to be homophobic. It, it, it really does. And then I look crazy when I say I'm heterophobic, which we will get into what that means. Well, I already told you guys what that means, but we'll get a little bit more into that in a few minutes. Homophobia is not just a term. It can also be broken down into two different types of homophobic people. You have the homophobic people in the world who are overly outright, outrageously, extremely homophobic. They will tell you to your face. They will say it out loud. Any chance they get to bash a member of the community, anytime they get to show their homophobia, they will and they always do. Then you have the homophobic people who are low-key about it, who aren't homophobic and won't directly talk negatively about gay people or trans people or bisexual people or lesbians, but or or won't do it around the members of the community, but when they get with their husbands, their wives, their friends, 
and you know they like to sling the f word around and stuff like that those to me are the dangerous kind because they sit there and they set themselves up as if they're some kind of allies to our community when in reality they are part of the problem as well in my personal experience type a homophobes which are the ones that are extremely outrageously out loud about it are the ones who are in the closet. To all the homies, you are a faggot, that they don't like, that they can't stand, they'll beat you the fuck up when they see you, but the minute their homie's not around, the minute closed doors behind, they're creeping all into your DMs, asking you what you doing, seeing what's up with you, asking what their mouth do, and all that other thing. It's like really a form of fetishization, if you will. You fetishize the fact that in a way, you know, a man would be able to please you in the way that you would want to be pleased. However, the thought of being with a man is a bit much for you, which there's nothing wrong with that. You know, people have to also be given the space and opportunity to try something and realize mm, that's not for me, you know, which that is a topic for a whole different podcast because I could really go into detail about why certain men are kind of forced into a box when it comes to dating outside of their gen dating outside of you know normative dating standards but like i said that's for a whole different episode on a whole different day but those ones who are doing that typically are the ones who are down low now when it comes to type a versus type b i believe there is way more type a that men are more likely to be type A homophobes than type B. Type B are typically the females who have maybe one or two gay friends or they have that one token gay friend who when they're around is yes, hunty, cunty, yes, slay, bitch, all that work, 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 yes, you giving me over life, all that. But the minute they get around their homophobic ass baby dads and husbands and fiancés that is saying, oh, we, I don't want that fag around me. I don't want that this around me. You know, they have nothing to say or they're laughing. To me, if you're going to be an ally, be an ally. And that means being able to stand up for a gay person, a lesbian, a trans person, whether they're around you or not. There has been countless times where family, different family members, different friends of mine have made homophobic or transphobic remarks and I've had to completely shut them down. You're not going to talk about a trans person in front of my face and think that I'm going to sit there and let you say what you're going to say. It burns me up when people say, oh, well, that's not a real woman. That's not a real man. Even if that's how you feel, why does that matter? If Sally Mae is telling you she wants to be called a cat... Why is it burning you up inside that she wants to be called a cat? Call her a cat or don't. Be around her or don't. If Jimmy is telling me he's a fucking tree, I'm going to say, hey, tree. I'm going to address him as a tree. What, what What are your pronouns, tree? Are you Mr. Tree, Mrs. Tree? What is it that you would like me to refer to? It's really not that hard of a concept to grasp the way people make it seem. But for some reason, Timmy saying that he now identifies as a tree has somebody so up and bothered, so up in arms that they now feel as though they have to retaliate against Timmy for being a tree. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It The logic behind it is very flawed and that is something that that actually was the perfect 
segue into what I wanted to talk about. When it comes to homosexuals and when it comes to straight people, a lot of heterosexual people like to use the excuse being gay is not natural, being a lesbian is not natural, being trans is not natural, it is not natural, therefore it is not right. When in all reality, most behaviors that we exhibit as human beings as of today's date, today where we are in time, is unnatural. The use of basic things such as a cell phone, a spoon, a fork, a knife, shoes, clothes, all of those things, a car, are unnatural. Yet, we have normalized them to be the standard. In most people's eyes, if you don't have a phone, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you don't have certain types of clothes, you're a bum. If you don't have a car, you're less than. These things that are very unnatural have become the main pieces of who we are as human beings. So when you say to me, me liking other men is wrong simply because it's not natural, I'm going to look at you like you have a problem. Because me liking men is simply wrong. Because if me liking men is simply wrong because it's unnatural, that cell phone that you're talking on is wrong. That food that you're eating is wrong. That you, the things that you use throughout your daily life, the toothpaste, the soap, the water, all those things are man-made, not natural. So that makes them wrong too. But nobody will ever admit that or they will say, oh, it's not the same. If we're talking natural versus natural, it is the same. Now, you could also go into, oh, well, it's not natural and God said we can't do it. Okay, cool. I'll give you benefit of the doubt. It does say in the Bible and it it, it says here that, you know, homosexuality is frowned upon. I'll, I'll give you that. But what I won't give you is a pass simply because there may be some fact to that. You eat seafood, you cuss, you're having sex before marriage, you're mixing textile, you're working on a Sunday, you're lying, you're stealing, you're scamming, you're scheming. You're doing things that are also sins, but condemning me for my one sin. What a lot of people fail to realize is in life, there is really very little way to avoid sinning in this life. That's just the way life is set up. At some point, whether you know or not, you have committed a sin or something that God would not necessarily agree with, which is what prayer is for. You pray and you ask God to teach you better, ask God to show you better so you can be better and you're not just out here sinning. So when people throw that excuse at me and I come back at them with that, they're gobstopped. They don't know what to say. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to handle it. It just becomes very, eh. it's very mixed and very flawed. What I will say before moving on, at the end of the day, no matter how you personally feel, no matter how you look at it, if heterosexual people mind the business that concerns them and them only, I can promise you we would 
all be okay. There is not many gay people that I know who is sitting around obsessing over what a straight man or woman is doing. But there is plenty of people that I can guarantee right now who is discussing what a gay man is doing, what a lesbian woman is doing, what a trans man or woman is doing. I can guarantee it. There's somebody right now and a group on Facebook writing hateful comments on behalf of the Lord. Hateful comments on behalf of manhood and bringing together the black family. There's somebody right now disowning their family member. There's somebody right now being bullied, being bothered, and being bashed for simply living their own. And the question I have is when does it when do we as a people say enough is enough? You go do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And that is it. Now, I will give the people some credit. I don't believe at all that homophobia is something that you are born knowing, born feeling, born learning. I mean, born, you know, just having it. It is definitely something that is it is taught in very simplistic ways. It is reinforced in a very huge way. To me, hearing a mom tell her son, stop all that crying because that's not very masculine. It's homophobic. Although that little boy may not grow up to be gay, that may not be on his radar, hearing that over and over again gives him a preconceived notion that there is a specific type of way to be a man. There is no man nor no woman on this earth that can teach you how to be a man or a woman. The reality of life is everybody is different. Nobody's the same. Nobody acts the same. Nobody talks the same. Nobody thinks the same. You may talk similar. You may think similar, but it is not the same. So teaching a child from a very young age that men don't cry, men don't do this, men don't do that, boys don't do this, boys don't do that, is very damaging. It's very anxiety inducing. And it is to me, and you can are more than free to correct me if I'm wrong, it is the start and the basis of homophobia and what we know to be homophobia. All our lives as gay and bisexual and lesbian and trans people, we are told you're doing too much. You shouldn't do that because other boys don't do that. You shouldn't do that because other girls don't do that. You shouldn't feel that way because that's not right. You shouldn't talk that way because you're not supposed to talk like that. And if they can't speak it to us and we get it, we're beaten. We are abused mentally and physically. When that is enough, we are then tossed to the wayside. We are abandoned and left to fend for ourselves. And out of that comes so much beauty and power. But it's the fact that we have to go through all that. And the fact that that is something, those traumas are something that we just have to deal with in order to get to that place is ridiculous. There's very few examples that I can think of, of gay, of families, of anything. And then that's, that. Let, let me just quickly say, to me, the main difference between racism and homophobia or transphobia is that racism is strictly based off of one thing, and that is color. Being gay, there is no color to that. You have 
white people who are gay, Spanish people who are gay, black people who are gay, Asian people who are gay, uh, Islanders that are gay. Being gay does not, not have a specific race attached to it. So it's not as extreme as racism. However, the prejudices that we go through is very similar to what a person who has gone through racial injustices will go through. Being discriminated against something that, for one, is nobody else's business and two, you have no control over. Like I said earlier, there is no controlling being gay. No matter how many times I've prayed, no matter how many times I've had people pray for me, no matter how many times I've done it all that you can imagine, except for have sex with a female. And it's so weird to say that on here now because I used to lie about that all the time because I felt like that is something I just needed to have under my belt to be considered a real man. I had to have sex with a female. It was something that I couldn't really say. I didn't have permission. I was not allowed to claim and live in my gayness without having slept with a woman first to know for sure. Even the idea, and I promise this is all going to make sense. Y'all know how I get. <laughs> um, even the fact that me being gay is such a thing that I have to make a big whoop-de-doo about it and have a whole coming out situation where I have to announce to my parents and the world, oh, guess what, guys? I'm gay. Like, the fact that that is even a thing bothers me. Straight people do not grow up their entire lives waiting for the moment where they can just be like, okay, all right, this is the moment. I think this is the moment. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. No. You don't, they just bring their girlfriend home. They just bring their boyfriend home. Boom. End the discussion. Me, I have to perfectly curate or try to perfectly curate and come up with a master plan as to how I'm going to announce to the world and those who mean the world to me that I like men. Why? Why is, why is it so important that people know that I'm gay? And oddly and ironically enough, those kind of conversations is what leads to deeper homophobia. It's like the moment somebody finds out that a person is gay... Everything that they knew about that person prior to knowing that that person was gay is no longer valid. It no longer makes any sense. It matters very little who you were prior to telling me you're gay. You're gay now, and that's a problem. I can't deal with you. There's been countless times where people have, gay people, gay people who I know, even myself, have known people, and they did not know my sexual orientation, or they did not know their sexual orientation, and then suddenly they find out and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can't hang with you. I can't be around you because you're gay. It really just doesn't make any sense to me how me being gay has that much of an effect on your life where you feel like you can no longer be a part of my life. Now, I have to respect it. That's what I will say. If you decide and you can come to me and I, lit I literally mean this. If you come to me respectfully enough to say, hey, I can't get down with what you do on a personal level. Therefore, I can no longer be affiliated with you. And you can go on about your business and I don't have to hear about you bashing me. 
I don't have to worry about you making fun of me, bullying me, bothering me, just off of the simple fact that I'm gay. I can respect that. It's when you make me being gay such a problem that you feel as though you have to do something about it. I have to put hands on him. I have to cuss him out. I have to throw slurs at him. I have to pick with him. I have to bully him. I have to bother him because he's gay. That's what I can't respect. That's what I refuse to respect. That's what needs to stop. That is homophobia. When you can tell a person, I don't like this thing, I don't like what you're doing, and let it affect you to the point where you just can't let them be, that is a problem, that is problematic, and I just can't fuck with that. I'm sorry, I just can't fuck with that. Now, as I was going through editing the episode, I realized that... I probably need to make an episode specifically dedicated to heterophobia and transphobia opposed to trying to lump them all together simply for the fact that if I tried to do that, we would be sitting here for like three hours. And although I could talk about this particular subject matter for hours and hours at a time, I'm not really sure that you guys want to listen to three hours of me ranting about, well, not even ranting, more more so bringing awareness to what is going on and the experiences that I have personally lived and the experiences of people around me. So I'm going to make a completely separate episode speaking specifically on those topics, but For right now, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode here. I appreciate you all so much for listening. I really do. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Episode two is being edited as we speak. So episode two will be up either later on this week or the beginning of next week. I can't wait to share with you guys. Um, and that, that's really it, y'all. I, again, appreciate y'all so much for listening and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye.